Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. I want to take a few minutes this morning to talk about uh, practice before we uh, actually sit together. <coughs> um, so, um, <coughs> there's um, one little group... Uh, there's a few little groups of threes, three things that have been uh, useful for me and a lot <coughs> uh, at the beginning of retreats. And I thought this morning I could bring a few here, uh, two groups of threes, three things. <laughs> so that's very Buddhist-like, lists. But uh, <laughs> there's one, uh, one group of three, the first one, that helps me understand what, uh, what the practice is. Uh, is. And it's a way to divide understanding, the way we understand the world, in three um, forms or levels. So the first one is information. We get information about things. And so it makes us, we can understand how this works because we get information about it. So like now, I'm giving information about three levels of something. You know, it's informational. It's, it has its usefulness. There's another level that is... Uh, a second level, you could say, that is uh, a reflection. So I thought about, oh, what does that mean in my life? Let's say you hear about, in, let's say, uh, something Buddhist, like impermanence. You would hear about impermanence. And then you would take it on for yourself. So what does it mean in my life, impermanence? What does it, has it meant? Where has it been found? Was it true that it was, uh, things are impermanent? How, how is that true? So I reflect on it. And there's a third level which is what we call meditation. So meditation is mostly preconceptual. So it's not thinking <coughs> about, it's not information about something, it's, uh, it's what we call vipassana, or insight. It's a little bit deeper, it's, uh, it's penetrative, it's embodied. So it's a way to experience uh, the world. So I could hear about, let's say, impermanence, the ephemerality of things. I could think about, yeah, it's true that things have gone. Emotions have come and gone, and sensations have come and gone. And now I go into meditation to actually uh, apprehend this uh, in a felt way, in an embodied way. So I can actually see you know, an opinion arise and then dissolve. You know? So I can see, uh, I can experience, feel rather a sensation uh, being inexistent and suddenly appearing, rising, and then passing. I can, I can hear sounds appear and disappear, even hearing. I can notice that I'm a hearing being, and suddenly, while being upset, hearing disappeared for a few uh, seconds. That's the level that we're practicing at, is that third level of not thinking about and, uh, and not... Um, not uh, getting information about, but actually exposing, in a way, ourselves to life with uh, uh, 
a system that has some availability to it, you know, so, so some sensitivity, some calm to it. That's what we've been nurturing since we've uh, arrived here, like by paying attention again and again, by uh, reducing the activities, you know, like just sitting here in silence. All this is conducive for some calm to be invited, and of course it's going to be a little messy and uneven, but still, we're, you know, and I've seen it in bodies, you know, some bodies here that were working, moving very fast and doing things a little hectically, so then I say, oh, this body that I had identified as being hectic, now I see this body walking slowly, you know, so something maybe is happening also in the whole, the mind, you know, like, there might be a link between the movements of the body and the inner experience. There's a calming that happens. And so we make the system available and we invite, we've been inviting curiosity, turn towards, uh, uh, see if you can allow things to be felt, you know, uh, things of hearing, cold, coldness to be felt, instead of jumping to an opinion about cold or warmth or mosquitoes to actually enter into a, a real uh, a live relationship with it like feel feel and uh, and so that's the field we're in we're in the field of the preconceptual and Judson was uh, putting it really uh, uh, in a playful way yesterday that uh, it was a really strong image you know like uh, something about empty calories you know so we're talking about the brain it's information about the brain <coughs> the brain doesn't feel that's what I was kind of hearing. But the body does. The body does. And so we're inviting a more embodied uh, um, knowledge. So that's the ancestral kind of knowing that was, uh, uh, you know, in this case, in the case of this tradition that came from Asia, that was developed and nurtured for uh, thousands of years in Asia and is arriving here. That's that kind of knowledge. It's a knowledge that is uh, preconceptual, intuitive. It comes from the felt. So we're not telling things what they are. We're letting them talk. And they talk in their own pace. <coughs> and so we're inviting a lot of patience and a lot of uh, more and more balance, you know, some kind of uh, capacity for the mind to be in the middle of what's happening. So three levels. You know, information, thinking about, and then that activity of feeling, feeling, getting to be intimate, to allow experience to be, uh, to be touched by experience, really be touched in a wakeful way, in a conscious way, to be there while it's happening, you know, while taste is appearing and disappearing while a mood is visiting, to be awake in the middle of a mood and not try to fix it, change it. You know, this is the naturalist point of view. You know, I go to, uh, uh, in, in the jungle to see how certain animals behave. I'm not messing with the animals. I'm just allowing them to do what they do. And I'm being touched by that, you know. And uh, so that's the that's the the field that we're and we're we're discovering for each of us what that means, what this information now means in experience for me. Yeah. 
So this is helpful for me to understand what is meditation. So it's not ex- it's not very discursive. It's very very literally discursive. If there is words, usually they actually are used as a frame to point to an experience. What is this? What is this? The what is this is not discursive. It's not like, what is this? I think this is what's happening. It's what is this in order to feel. If it's pain, pain, it's in order to allow it to be felt. If it's uh, pleasant, ple- it's a, li- a few mm. words. As soon as there's two sentences... In my mind, we might be away from meditation. Unless we know that there's a phenomenon happening, which is thinking. You know, unless we're aware that there's something appearing in the form of images or being, things being said or heard, and it's really conscious. We're conscious that there's an arising of uh, mental activity and the passing away of it. And so that's that field. So it's a particular field. And so it might take a little practice because some of us, and in this society, we valued a lot of thoughts. They're extremely important at the right time. You know? So here we're not in the thought world <coughs> so much. We're in the feeling. And so for some of us, that's already our intelligence. That's our way to experience the world. And for some of us, it's not been so... You know, so we need a few days here to find this. What is that? What is that? And so all the instructions are going towards that. So the walking meditation, stepping, stepping, stopping. What is it like to be standing, to be turning, to be hearing? And here, sitting here, the experience of hands resting, or belly rising, or this particular tone of discomfort in the heart-mind space, or this particular tone of sweetness. Not to describe it, acquire more of it, etc., but just to, oh, oh, it feels like this. It has this particular... And now, can I bring another list of three? Three? That's been useful (laughs) for me? So this list of three uh, is, uh, is about the view, the right view, the wise view as we practice, the task that we have to do, and the attitude. So touching on these three. So the view, that can be helpful. I uh, talked about this a little bit yesterday. Is the view that what we're actually studying here is human nature. It's universal. It's not so personal. You could sit here and everything could be very personal. And it would be, a, it would be one view. It would be like a conventional view. I'm agitated. I'm so quiet. I got it. They don't. You know. <laughs> or I'm never going to get it. Everybody does. You know. So that would be one view. My life and my this and that. So that's one view. And here what we're inviting is to change, uh, try another view. And so it takes a little trying it out, you know. But the other view is that we're actually uh, studying human nature. Everything that you're experiencing and I am experiencing is of the public domain. You know, fear, joy, calm, ache, uh, scatteredness, gatheredness, uh, 
stepping, turning, hearing, all of the public domain, when conditions are right, <coughs> they appear in nature. And so as I'm sitting here, I like to know that from the get-go, because actually secret is, that's going to be the view we're going to end up with, that it was not so personal, but it was worthy of uh, being cared for, taken care of, you know. But it was not, that's maybe the misunderstanding that creates a lot of the suffering is we take it personal. And so from sitting here to actually s- try this out a little bit, the view, say, oh, there is a body sitting here. We use that language in uh, the instructions and, uh, you know, oh, hearing is happening. Oh, ache, ache longing. <gasps> longing is so alive. Oh, the passing of longing and ease now. Sweet curiosity. Boredom is alive. You know, pleasant is being experienced. Neutral. Nothing standing out. So all these are uh, part... They were there 2,600 years ago. And so we don't have to appropriate, you know, uh, this, you know, we, we can't uh, we can if we want play with this a little bit that maybe it's not about it's not defining me or describing me it's an event that is happening in human heart you know the anything that is happening really physically or emotionally or so that's the view that we're inviting here so see if that is interesting for you so not something to think about so much but to feel what would it be like if this was just a phenomena. So the curiosity that Judson and I talk a lot about, the term in Pali is uh, Dhamma Vichaya, investigation of phenomena. So in the expression itself, it's suggesting that we actually have the chance to encounter nature, human nature or nature. And that it's not so much about me, what I'm going to be experiencing. It's about the human heart, mind-body process. That, to me, is liberating. I don't know how it feels to you, but to me it's like, oh, okay. These are natural events that (coughs) happen. Meteorology of the body, of the heart, of the psyche. Can that be okay? Can that be known? So the view, that's one. The task, the task is in a way extremely simple. It's, to, uh, it's basically to allow something to be known. So if I say now, um, invite you to feel your eyelids, and then maybe to uh, feel your hands. Is that exhausting? Probably not. It's the smallest little thing. It's it's, it's almost no effort there. So that's the task. It's that simple, to allow (coughs) something to be there. What is exhausting is probably all the tendencies of the mind, wanting to fix, wanting it to be otherwise, you know, wanting to analyze, understand, you know, in a certain fashion what's happening. This is exhausting. But the actual allowing something to be there Allowing something pleasant to be there, to be felt. You know, allowing the trees, 
to be there and be experienced very simply it's not very demanding allowing unpleasant to be there you know it might not be so demanding it's when we think like I have to uh, feel this for the rest of the day or it's going to amplify any thoughts about it might be really painful you know and uh, <coughs> stressful but the actually allowing allowing and so that's a lot of the invitation is to see if we can allow for something to be there this this is my wording of this can this be allowed can this be known can this be okay just now <coughs> the just now is very important to me because I might feeling like shit you know and if I think I have to feel like this for the rest of my life it's very painful I want to get away from it but if I invite myself and say oh Pascal you know there's this hollowness this contraction can this be allowed just now just now often what I find is that it can actually be allowed just now can it be known just in this form no mindfulness is non-coercive non-violent it doesn't demand something else. It turns towards life because life took this form. It's a phenomena. It's alive. And so it's not opinionated in this way. It's just, it's more reverent. That, would that be the, as reverence? Wow. Conditions made this to happen here. Wow. All conditions, Big Bang and everything, led to this moment. Can that be known? Can that be met humbly? <coughs> Just in the form it is, right now. And that's, so that's the kind of invitation. And maybe the attitude, so the view, is it's not that personal. It's things unfolding, the universe unfolding in its own lawful way. You know? And so, uh, not so personal. Task, Simple, can that be known just now? Just now, can that be experienced? Can that be felt? Can that be allowed? Something like that. Can that be okay just now? And then the attitude maybe would be, if there is a little... It seems to me that all that I'm saying, <coughs> leads, they lead to, lead to this third, the attitude of uh, kindness, of friendliness, uh, in the case of something that would be difficult, it seems like that asking this question, can that be allowed, this discomfort, this sound? Can that be allowed? To me, it invites some kind of compassion when it's uh, something that I'm uncomfortable with. It, it uh, invites the heart aspect. You know? Can I have that tenderness to allow this? Maybe stability also, inviting stability of mind. And so, this is exactly why we came here, if you ask me. We c came to this laboratory with this special form, just to see in this form, sitting here, the bell not ringing when I want it to ring, can it be okay that the whole body wants to explode? You know, <laughs> in agitation. Can that be okay? Can I live through this? Can that be okay just now? And often I find that actually it can be okay just now. <coughs> just now. And it brings heart uh, in the field. 
does uh, I was thinking of a few um, or was trying to think of a few haikus that sometimes poetry will describe this uh, more and uh, anyway the, the one that came to mind was um, was this one that I find particularly <coughs> insightful is um, it says the night and the moon and my neighbor playing the flute out of tune the night and the moon and my neighbor playing the flute out of tune and maybe you get it just from hearing it for <coughs> me what it says is it's this level of allowing allowing the night the sweet night and the moon and allowing also <coughs> what is out of tune you know the flute out of tune can that be allowed too can that and so that's what we're practicing here can that be okay that it's not happening as i want inwardly or outwardly can that be experienced so coming really really close to life you know not life buffered by my opinions and my wanting to be otherwise and the other version that it could be you know dropping letting go of all this and maybe courageously or willingly or benevolently experiencing what is there just in the way it is and of course this is going to be messy the mind will yeah, but not this time, you know. And so it'd be very uneven. But again and again, returning to that possibility, that invitation. It's a practice that is invitational. We can't force this. Mm-hmm. But we can have a view of a, and see if it's available right now. Can, could that be like this right now? And so what we're actually doing is we're we're slowly making this mind or continuing to cultivate this uh, fluidity or pliability of the mind. Huh? The mind that can allow a situation to take this form right now, inwardly, outwardly. Wow, this is how it is. Can that be known? So it m- makes the mind pliable. It can. The attention becomes like water that when it hits a rock, it just goes around it and experiences it. And if it's porous, it goes inside, you know. And so, uh, and so that's the kind of thing. Can that be known consciously? Can I be awake to that formation, to life manifesting in this way, cold, hot, you know, uncomfortable, easeful? Can that be okay? Shall we try this a little bit?
so not forcing anything, not trying to produce anything, to get anything. Just practicing allowing, seeing if we can allow what is there to be known, spontaneously we could say, or naturally, naturally. Not thinking about, more uh, <coughs> touching or being touched by whatever that is, the hands tingling or cold or resting. Allowing life to be impressive as it is, impressions, a series of impressions. How do you say that? Auditory impressions. And sensory, sensory impressions. Impressions of cold, touch, but also impressions of the heart, so moods or emotions, the tonality, the flavor in the mind. Sometimes the heart, mind is attentive. What is that? How does that feel like? Allowing ourselves to become aware, conscious of attention. What it is like to pay attention. (coughs) If the heart or mind is heavy in some ways, can that be okay? that be okay just now that there's this heaviness that is there if it's there or this lightness <coughs> or this neutrality neither light particularly light or particularly heavy open or tight, we become aware of this, allow tightness to be known, or softness, or spaciousness, quietness.
So allowing resonance, allowing impressions to do what they do. If you feel numb or disconnected or dissociated, can that be okay? That it's like this right now? Can that be known? Awake and calm. It's rather silent in there. Just notice this silent, open, available. There is a lot to say in there. Just become aware of this. There's a lot to say in there.
Notice the quality of the mind right now. Maybe you're waking up to being lost, or caught. See if uh, some aspect of life right now, some phenomena right now, can be met with care. Allowed to be there and met with care, inviting some stability, some staying power, the mind that can allow things to appear, to live and to maybe transform or pass or disappear.
see in this uh, last minute here of practice, if you can allow, for example, the hardness that you might feel to be the hardness of the earth. Earth sitting on earth. See if you can let appropriate the hardness and let it be the hardness of the earth or the tingling. See if you can allow it to be nature. Nature is tingling. Not defining oneself, not owning. Just allowing nature to belong to nature. Hearing. See if it's possible to let hearing happen naturally. Not appropriating this uh, phenomena, natural phenomena. The breathing can it be a natural phenomena. It doesn't belong to you. Nature breathing. be the same with uh, moods or emotions that are in the mind now, the quietness or the agitation. Maybe not so much defining you or yours, but just a phenomena happening, formation of quietness, of joy, of longing. ephemeral, natural events, dynamic. One of my uh, teachers, uh, Jack Cornfield, might be also your teacher. Um, he's been using a lot uh, uh, the uh, not so much the expert mindfulness, but um, 
loving awareness, loving awareness, very interesting. So what is that loving awareness and experience? Uh, I know at the uh, Université de Montréal, I think they use, uh, it's in French, but translated, they don't talk about mindfulness, they talk about uh, attentive presence. And to me, at least in French, there's a, there's a ring to it of uh, care, you know, bringing your attentive presence to your friend, you know, but to your stepping, to your eating, to your mood, you know, attentive presence. I think care is a good, would be a good verb also, to care about what's happening, to care about the state of this being. It's uh, beautiful or neutral or, or difficult to, to just care, be there. So that to me, there's an aspect of silence that is invited in there. To actually care, not try to fix or correct or get. So more of the acquiring mind, more of the capitalist, colonizing, uh, appropriating mind. You know? so it's, a different, it's a different ancient way of being respect, relational, you know, so something like that. Now, I want to feel different. You know, I want insight. <laughs> I want another emotion. You know. Notice how you're hearing this. You know. The mind might be like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and as one uh, Zen teacher would say, okay, more suffering needed. <laughs> just, just soak in it a little bit more, you know, and until there's the feedback loop that happens, like, oh my God, honey, this is so hard, so hard to hold, hold this in like that, so hard. That's where compassion will be born, you know, in the quality connection with the difficult, not like a reactive connection with the difficult, but a quality connection. That's what we're going for here. Quality, stable, calm, uh, touch with what is difficult so that compassion can arise. Quality connection with what is beautiful so that instead of wanting to get more, quality connection with what is beautiful so that the heart can rejoice. Wow, beautiful, nourishing, amazing. So... Today, every one of you will be in a small group. You might be very aware of this or not aware of this at all. <laughs> Everybody will find, uh, every one of you will find yourself in a small group with uh, either uh, Judd or I at a certain time, in a certain place. And tomorrow at the same time, you'll have a second group. So don't tell me you were not aware of that. <laughs> it's been said. So you have two groups. Our job with Muriel was to make sure that everybody is in two groups uh, during the two days. What would be your job? It might be to be aware of which group at what time. <laughs> and uh, one thing, one quality that could help would be maybe what could be the quality that could help when you look at the board? Careful attention, <laughs> because you know it might be. Oh, I thought it was four o'clock. You know, assumptions. You know. 
And so here we're going under assumptions in this practice, and we're actually connecting with reality. So what's really written on the board? (laughs) And so there's a location. It's not the one you think. It's the one that is written there. (laughs) There's a day. Today might be important to know that in conventional reality, this is Friday. (laughs) And... uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, and then uh, please come up to the group. And uh, in the group, uh, you don't have to perform, you know. Uh, you don't have to get the likes point, you know. Like I said, something clever, and <laughs> so we're going away from that renunciation. It's really about an authentic, uh, candid, I would say, sharing about personal experience. We're not there to teach other something but to share on our experience. It's also, we can see it as a meditation, so it's a small group of people getting together, and then things arise, you know, I feel, ah, you know, afraid, or, you know, whatever else is there, you know, tender about it, or, or, you know, joyful about it, or whatever the reactive about, don't want, perfect, that it's there in the schedule, you know, so that we can actually experience, maybe, unpleasantness and discomfort and see if it can be allowed can it be allowed can it be known can it be okay that it's like this right now and intimacy maybe will arise and like wow so sweet the silence of the sharing but uh, it's uh, it's a meditation it's a meditation on this uh, human body heart mind process the encounter us what is it to be the other so, so we don't go in like barging in with our opinions and you know things. It's it's a lot of receptivity, a lot of allowing, and a lot of trusting what emerges, and inviting some amount of calm, some amount of uh, consciousness. You know. So that's the you're continuing the practice in the group, and of course you can think about it a lot. And uh, you can also just see what's going to emerge, or you can think about it a little bit. Say, oh, what do I want to share? Because it's going to be limited time. And, and if I have a few minutes to share, what do I want to explore or name? So see how you want to go about this. Can that be okay? Yeah. Um, if, if you think, I'm, I don't know if you might think, like, wow, he's talking to us as if we're kids. <laughs> I'm actually not talking to you. I'm talking to your emotions. Your emotions are <laughs> two years old. <laughs> so, and my, two, my emotions. So that's, that's those that I'm addressing, you know, <laughs> when I'm saying, honey, look at the board. What's <laughs> written there? You know? If it's unbearable to you, that's a good experience to see if you can survive that. <laughs> Just another phenomena. Can that be okay? That be okay. Okay, so uh, uh, if you don't have a group right now, if you're aware that you have a group, maybe you will want to stand up first. And if you know that you don't have a group right now, maybe you'll just hang out just a few seconds to let these people access uh, the exit and maybe the toilet first. And uh, let's meet promptly if you have a, a group, if it's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.